Welcome to E4H Speaks, our in-house podcast featuring E4H team members who keep our firm elevated through talent, commitment, and passion for healthcare design. I'm your host, Trisha Fong, and today I'm talking with Don Sedgley, a business development director in our DC office. Don, seems like you've always been involved in the world of healthcare. How did it start, and what was your path that led you to your role at E4H? Well, my path started when I was little, and uh, my mother actually was hospitalized a few times. So as a kid, you were not allowed to go into the hospital. So I remember one time, it was actually my eighth birthday, my mother was in the hospital, and I was in the parking lot, and I, uh, opened my, my father opened the trunk, and my gift was in the trunk, and then I looked up, and on the fourth floor, my mother was waving from the window of her hospital room. And I just remember thinking, I was I was eight years old, it was 1976, not to give my age away, and uh, I was thinking, I remember at that age thinking, this is bizarre, this is just so strange for a kid not being able to see his mother on his birthday. And then subsequently, um, after that, I was on a number of um, hospital visits with friends and just always found myself in the hospital. I was actually hospitalized myself. And I, from an early age, I just always thought I would be involved in healthcare. And it just evolved to getting involved in healthcare. Uh, I was a therapist, uh, thinking that was going to be the way that I would be engaged in healthcare and trying to make changes. And when I was uh, in behavioral health, I started leading uh, the team and leading the environment and working with patients and really enjoyed the leadership aspect of it. So I went from therapist to baby administrator and then to a you know head administrator, hospital president. And it, it kind of evolved to really my passion for the environment and impacting the human experience, being the patients and the team members and the clinicians and the family members. And that's really where I kind of hooked in and where the, you know, the environment and the culture you create impacts, you know, anyone that's in your facility. That's really interesting, Don. How does your background as a healthcare administrator help in your role as business development for E4H? Having come from the healthcare side of this world, I have to say that it, it gives credibility to uh, the people that I'm speaking with on the on the owner's side, you know, having someone that has been in their shoes, understanding the the patient experience, the patient process, what's important. I think that one of the most important pieces to this is the enthusiasm that we have for their projects. So, on having been on the owner side, whatever the project is, whether it be a, a small, medium, or large project, whoever is the leader on the healthcare side is excited. And it could be, you know, it could be a, a bed tower and it could be adding a widening of a doorway in imaging. And whoever is the lead is so excited about that project. They finally got the money, they finally got the approval, the capital, the the approval from the board of directors, and it's now moving forward. And I see that on both sides. I see the excitement of the owners and I see the excitement of the design team. And sometimes like when I'm speaking with, with an owner, I'll pause and I will say, I feel like I'm giving a referral because have had I been still on the owner's side, I would be referring E4H to other owners because I feel that our product and our innovation and our vision is 
heads and tails above others. So I just I think there's a credibility to that statement having immersed myself into the E4H design team, the leadership and understanding where they're coming from, the passion the passion that they have for this work. You seem like a natural leader. What is your leadership style? I never really knew what it was called, but in in subsequent years I, I learned that my leadership style is the servant leader. I am always looking for ways in which I can support. How can I get the resources necessary for the people that I'm supporting, whether I'm supporting up or if I'm supporting sideways or I'm supporting down? I'm I'm always looking to provide value. I'll ask for feedback and I'm not looking for a pat on the back, you know, at a boy or any of those types of things. I'm just looking to confirm that I'm providing value to the organization or whoever it is that I'm supporting, whether it be a a board of directors that I may have been sitting on. I just want to make sure that I'm providing value. And I feel that how I do that is through servant leadership. What inspires you? What inspires me? Creating something from nothing. I I, I mentioned to you one time in the past uh, during COVID, one of my friends and I, we challenged each other to create something from nothing from the junk we have in our garage. So I had a bunch of metal and wood and magnets, and I created this huge tic-tac-toe board and then realized that nobody in my house even likes tic-tac-toe. So I have a, I have a tic-tac-toe board for sale if anybody wants one. But I think it's creating something from nothing, whether it be culture. So if you look at, if you look at um, when I was the president of Haymarket Medical Center, and it was a brand new facility. We did the ribbon cutting. We hired the entire team. We created the culture and and we hired about 200 plus people. And in every orientation we had, I was there with my chief nursing officer and letting them know what the culture was going to be. It was going to be service and safety and service and safety and service and safety. And we repeated it and we created the culture. So we created that culture from nothing. So what inspires me is just taking something from nothing and and the process and then the end product. Wow, that is something to ponder and and good advice. What other advice can you give young designers? I've been a mentor to people throughout my career and I the advice that I often give which is advice that I received when I was a baby administrator was so it was really about focusing on providing value focusing on doing the best job that you can where you are in the here and now and you'll be recognized because so often you know the uh, you know people want to be acknowledged and promoted and moved up and you you get that and maybe it maybe it's old school but you get there through hard work you get there by providing value and 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 what your your contributions are to an organization and i have found that when i've been offered promotions and when I've been offered the opportunities to grow is because of the the work that I have done and the value I've provided. And that's a, that's a bit of advice that I, I give to um, young people is to leverage the resources you have in any organization you have, whether it be a healthcare system or whether it be a, a smaller organization, whether it be a, a mom and pop shop, There's there are people there who are passionate about their work and want you to get better so that you can get to where they are or, or exceed them. So I always leveraged 
my resources and look to people who are better and more advanced to learn from from them. And I also, one last thing, I think it's important to save for retirement. <laughs> and I always tell people, start saving. I started saving for retirement when I was 17 years old, and I've been saving for that many years. <laughs> 35 years, Trish. <laughs> That's wonderful. So we, we talk about getting better or advancement. Where do you see healthcare design in five years for the betterment, for the advancement? It's funny when we were when we were first talking about this uh, on our our pre call, we were really thinking. I was thinking about the environments, and and really where I was starting to think was you know people are always looking for ease and access and and convenience, centers for excellence, kind of one stop, very easy easy, convenient for the, the caretakers and the patients and, you know, with breakout rooms where people could still be doing their work while their loved ones are getting treatment and that type of thing, which I still think as far as environments, that's where we're going to be heading. But what I think is really exciting is to think about the people who will be engaged in the design. You know, we, we've had a, we've we basically have, have had a homogenous design leader or, or design team in architecture. You know, it's very much very, very similar types of people. And it's just so exciting to see, especially with E4H, we have all, we have great efforts to bring in new people, you know, of different diversity. And, and what are, what are those individuals going to bring to the table? So you think about someone who is of, um, of Asian descent, who was, who was raised in another country to then now come here and has now been schooled in the United States, but then has all of that history and background and and their experiences with healthcare and their experiences with the in, environment and design and, and what are they going to bring? So I think it's going to be, I think you're just going to see a whole new style where, where the patient experience is going to be meeting the environment is going to be something completely different that I can't even say what it's going to look like. It's just going to be done by different people so how can it not be something different? It's kind of exciting. It is very exciting. Tell us something about you that nobody knows about. You could go anywhere with this, but I guess I'll just kind of go silly, maybe. When I was little, about five years old, and uh, there were a lot of maple trees, and when we were, when the kids were little, my brother, my older brothers, they used to put these, they were called polynoses, or they're probably different things everywhere in the country, right? But it was this little helicopter thing that used to fly from down from the tree and used to stick them to their noses so they looked like they had horns. And I asked my brother's friend, John, how do you get that thing on your nose? He said, well, inside there's a little, there's this little bean and you take it and you just put it up your nose and then it kind of, that, that little thing sprouts out. So being an, an intelligent five-year-old that I am, I shoved this thing up my nose and went about my business. So a couple months later, we were in the doctor's office. I was in the doctor's office with my mother, and my, my nose was running, and it was kind of swollen. And it turns out that I had a um, maple tree germinating in my face, in my sinuses. So I had to go in and have it surgically removed, which was another experience that I had in healthcare thinking, this is bizarre, being in a pediatric unit, and my mother having to go home and thinking, what is going on here? So I would have a, uh, you know, I'd have a 47-year-old maple tree coming out of my face if I hadn't had that, <laughs> that 
doctor to the rescue. So not many people know that. Well, thank you for allowing us that privilege. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've always appreciated your sense of humor, your ability to lighten up team meetings. Tell us a bit about the humorous side of Don Sedgley. Well, I've, I've used humor my entire life. I, I, I like to laugh myself. I like to get people to laugh and just to, just to lighten the mood, just to kind of get, increase the energy level, just to fill in, fill in moments of maybe a, there's just a kind of a pause in the conversation. You know, sometimes you can, sometimes it can get in the way. So some advice that I had during my career was to, to use it liberally, not over the top, which was really good advice that I received one, once when I was younger. And uh, actually, when I, in my fraternity, I was given a superlative of the person most likely to make someone laugh and cry all in the same conversation. <laughs> so I don't know if I should take that with pride or not. Well, thanks for keeping us laughing and crying, Don. We appreciate you. <laughs> we appreciate your time to chat with us. You're an asset to our firm, and we look forward to hearing from you in the future. Thanks, Trish. I really appreciate you inviting me to share a little bit about my journey with you and the team. Thank you to our listeners as well for tuning in to today's episode of E4H Speaks. If you would like to hear more great conversations like this one, join us next time as we continue to interview the talented, passionate E4H team members that are making a difference in healthcare design. You can search for E4H Speaks anywhere you get your podcasts and check out e4harchitecture.com to find our latest blog posts, webinars, and white papers. Or follow E4H on social media. That's all for this episode. This is Trisha Fong, and we look forward to having you join us again.